Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Well, hello there, beautiful. So today I'm going to be joined by two beauty bosses. We're doing a special interview today. So we have Maddie Jean and her business partner, Takia. Hello, hello. Hey, boo. Okay, let me read your bio. So Maddie Jean is the co-founder of Dejean Beauty, a beauty line, and Pretty Mogul, which teaches women to go from regular to successful beauty business entrepreneurs and elite permanent makeup artists. And she is a mom of three boys. So since 2016, Maddie Jean has been inspiring others to find their inner beauty, power, and confidence in their own ways. She was intrigued by beauty. She became a mom at the age of 16, and she never saw herself becoming an entrepreneur. I love those inspiring stories, right? Like you fought through and you defied the odds and all of those. She continued to do friends and family makeovers, and it constantly reminded her of her unique talent. And she became a master in the permanent makeup industry, which led her to become the co-founder of the well-known Jean Beauty and Pretty Mogul. And so she now has products and services. You can find out more. We'll have her link in the bio. You guys are beauty business partners. I love that. You're a master esthetician. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself, Takia? So I am Takia. As you just said previously, I am Maddie Jean's partner. I've been in the beauty industry now for six years. It will be six years. I'm a licensed esthetician and I specialize in intimate bleaching and I'm also an acne specialist. So I came about this journey like six years ago. I come from corporate America, like most women, very, very stressful job. I was with the company for 15 years. Yes, I enjoyed it, but it took its run. So it was time to leave that. Through my journey of corporate America, one day I just got overwhelmed. I was stressed out. I'm a mother of two. And I knew that there was something else I had to find to do for my kids. So I was like, you know what? I have to go back. I have to think hard and think about what was my passion prior to coming into the field that I was of retail management. So after my journey, I was like, you know, I'm going to go back into beauty. That's what I'm great at. That's what I always had a passion to do. And that way it allowed me to be able to control my time. So I went back to aesthetic school, got my license esthetician. And this is where I met Maddie. Yeah. Oh, did um, you guys so go to school together? No, we didn't. Oh. We didn't. No. I actually met her through my journey of the, the taking my courses at the time I was doing lashes. So I partnered up. Um, Maddie was already in business here. And there was a young lady who I trained with here at the building we're in now. And I took the class. And while I was taking the class, I stumbled across this crazy bird here, <laughs> which is now my business partner and one of my closest friends. So we decided that we would be great because we share similar stories. 
we both come from similar backgrounds. We both were, I was going through divorce at the time. So I was now a single mom, overworked, stressed, looking for a way out. She was already making that transition. We went out one night, had a great time. And we were like, you know what? We should do this. Like we really should, like we have the same goals about changing women's lives, empowering one another and empowering others. So here we are. Six years later, now Dejean Beauty and with our sister company, Pretty Mogo. Yeah, that's so amazing. And when you have that time, like the six years, like you can really, you've been through some things, which we'll get to that in just a moment. And I also want to get to the intimate bleaching because that has become such a popular service. And I remember hearing about, I want to say I heard on like Howard Stern or something like that in, yeah. in like 20... I don't know, this was a while back. I'm gonna say like 2010, 11, something like that. And it's it's really just blown up, but we'll get to that in just a moment. And so Maddie Jean, I just, when I was reading your bio again, as we talked about, you know, three kids at age 22, you feel like, I, I'd imagine feeling like, okay, it's stacked against me. You know, you have to have like that ultimate belief and determination when people say, are you crazy? You're going to go out and start your own business. Why don't you just get a secure job? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you had those and, and they meant well, I'm not going to say they were haters or anything. They meant well, but like you had to have that ultimate belief in yourself to keep going. I did. And it actually came from it came by like accident. Someone had given me a book. It was called The Secret. And yeah. I was doing like a regular, you know, I, I started off in corporate. I did get into the timeshare industry. Me and my ex, time, we had built a business in the timeshare industry and started doing that. But I knew that was not like where I felt like my greatest passion. I knew something, I knew deep down inside of me an intuition inside of me I felt like a little feeling that was like, no, this is like, I'm supposed to be something more. Like I have more to share. Like it was just a small little feeling I always had. I started reading that book and that book changed my life because it really made me start to believe if someone else could rise up from the gutter, like why couldn't I? And then I started to, to build a belief that why do I believe in other people holding my life in their hands versus me? Because I know I can wake up every morning and I can do what needs to be done, whether it's reaching out to a thousand people a day, getting on Instagram, um, showing up to people's houses, showing up to different venues. I knew why couldn't I do that? So I had faith in myself more than I had in other people just because I knew I didn't want to leave my life within someone else's hands because someone else might fumble it. And I know I'm not going to fumble it. I know I'm going to do everything I could. So I just started to have that belief. And by that belief inside of me, I just started taking risks like with it. Cause I was like, I have nothing to lose at this point. Like what is there to lose? You know? And it just was kind of like a, and it also was like a chip on my shoulder. Like I knew people had like a doubt within me. Okay. I was a teenage mom. I was a high school dropout. I knew that people already had a stereotype of me. I knew people were already like, oh, that, where did she go? What is she going to do with herself? So I also had a chip on my shoulder to say, oh, no, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to let everybody know that, yes, I made mistakes. And, yes, I had, like, a troubled moment. But I was going to kind of, like, subconsciously show everybody I was going to become more than what they are even. Yeah. I've been able to do, thank God, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. 
I, I love that because, you know, we've all heard that expression, like if you believe you can or if you believe you can't, either way, you're right, right? Because it starts up there in the mindset. And also, one of my coaches says, if you argue for your circumstances, you get to keep them. Yeah. And so you could have said, well, I don't have time. I got three kids. You could have looked at circumstances and said, you know, you could have found reasons why you couldn't do it, but you did the opposite. You were like, this is every reason why I should do it. Right. And so there will be people that have the same circumstances, worse or better. And some people will say, you know, I'm going to make it happen despite of not having a lot of time, despite of not having, you know, whatever it is. Right. And then other people will be like, oh, I can't do it because I don't have the money or I don't go find reasons. Right. And so I just I always love the mindset of, you know, when I see successful beauty bosses, especially women, you know, that are going after it, like, yes, like you, there was that seed of belief that I always want my audience to tap into. And and it's so powerful. Okay, so take us to when you guys, you met, and Takiya kind of talked a little bit about that. But had you prior to that thought about a partnership, because let's just be honest, partnerships are tricky. You know, I mean, relationships are tricky. So that makes partnerships tricky. And I think relationships are tricky and can be challenging. But when you bring money into it and, you know, people have their stories on money, then it can be, you know, divisions of power and things like that. How did you decide who will handle what roles or how did you come together in that way? Okay, so when I first started the business, my only goal was to be able to provide for my kids. I didn't want to have a life away from my kids. And I wanted to be able to provide for my kids without anyone dictating our life. I wanted to be the dictator of our life. So that was the first initial step that I took of why I wanted to start into beauty. And I saw an opportunity and I saw other people doing it. And I'm like, okay, if they could do it, why couldn't I? Why couldn't I? And like you said, it is true. Instead of me sitting there saying, oh, I can't because I didn't have time. I put my kids in night school. I found overnight daycare so I could work certain hours in the meantime until I built the business. So I figured it out one way or another. Come on. I love that. You know, it's temporary, but there's always a way. Like, even if it's just temporary, there's always a way. So I just wanted to say that real quick. So when I first initially started, that was my my initial plan. I just wanted to start making money. I started making money within two years. I started doing really well. Um, I was making over six figures within the first two years. And then after that, I realized, okay, there's only so much money that I can make with my hands, even though you can make a fabulous amount, like you can raise your prices, but there's still a cap. There's still a cap to how much you can do when you're working with your hands. So then I started to think like, okay, what are other ways to make money? How are other people being able to make more money? And I started researching it and realizing it takes like products. It takes like digital product. It takes other things to be able to lift your brand. So even though I was in the beauty industry, I knew there's so many avenues within the beauty industry. And then I met Takia and I realized Takia had a very similar story to me. And I was like, I knew deep down I could have done it, but I was like, you know what? They always say you can go further as a team. So I felt like I was good in some aspects, but I felt like I needed another driver to run with me with the same type of vision. Yeah. So I met Takia. Takia started saying the similar vision. Literally, we like hit it off so fast. And I realized she was like very similar to me. I always say she's my sister twin. We're just, we're the yin and yang. (laughs) yang. So I, I met her and we hit it off. And I just knew like, it was an intuition. I follow my intuition so, so well now. I've learned like, 
that I was like, something was just telling me it would work. But I will also say the way that, in my opinion, and Takia can speak for herself, I feel like the reason why we're able to make it work, because it is very hard, even in relationships, a partnership is the same as a marriage, the same as it is with a child and a mom, husband. It's very similar. But the root to everything is, first of all, me and Takia are on the same page with everything. We're on the same, we read the same books. We're, I tell her, hey, I just finished this book, read it. We're on the same Audible, we share everything. Just like a marriage does, we communicate very well. We have arguments, but we know, we do so much research and like studying of our own internal self. And then also to understand one another that we've been able to find ways to communicate to each other to where it works. And we come up with like solutions like, hey, if X and X happens, and I come to you and I say X and X, if the problem doesn't get resolved, come back to me. We have solutions for problems that are all before they even arise. We're like, hey, yeah. if the problem arises, this is how we're gonna handle it. So we just go in the system of how we're gonna handle it. But I think the root of everything is being a genuine in your heart. And we do so much soul searching to find the root of what gives us happiness. And we've found that above all, all things, true genuine love for another human and another being is where you actually will find wholeness and being able to show up as that whole person and really genuinely care about your partner, whether it's your wife, whatever. But in this case, it's my business partner, being able to genuinely care about her and to genuinely love her and us and our both of our families, her kids, my kids, all as one unit, even though we're separate families per se. I think that's what actually gives us a solid bond to know I can trust her for you know, without a doubt, and she can trust me back without a doubt, just because of the character and the things that we know we have in our heart and the way we move with each other. Yeah, Takiya, do you want to add anything to that? I totally agree. And also we make sure before we make any decisions, we make sure that we ask ourselves what are, what is our intentions? Because sometimes people make decisions and sometimes their intentions aren't always aligned for good. So before I say things, before Maddie might say things, we always, okay, let me just take a minute. And if I say this to her, what's my intention for saying this to her? What am I going to get out of it? How is she going to respond? It wasn't perfect at first. We're still not, we're still going through some times that she might've done something or I might've said something or done something. And I didn't realize it impacted her a certain way. But however, it does make it a lot easier to ask ourselves, okay, before I say this to her, before I do this, ask myself, what's my intentions? And like she said, we read the same books, our minds are aligned. We always know that our intentions are for the best. So that's how we work in our partnership. And we work as a team. Like anything that I do, I have to make sure that it's for the good of both of us. Because there are a lot of things, because we are two different individuals and people do come at us for different reasons and well, for say, but we want to make sure that it's for the best of our company. Because even though we're two, we're actually one. Yes. Yeah. Do you have like your roles where, Takiya, you're doing more of the aesthetics, Maddie's doing more of the, you know, permanent makeup. Are there things that you cross over or do you say, okay, you do finances, I do, I know you both have your own instas and you do your own marketing in that way, but are there, are there places where it kind of, you know, I think that where it, the places where it crosses over sometimes can get into gray. You know what I mean? Like, I think of like, my relationship i'm just going to use my spouse relationship like my partner my husband is going to be like he's going to be doing the laundry i do the dishes right and so there might be time where i I might throw a load in but for the most part i'm just going to let him do that part because i know it's taken care of and then he's going to let me do my part. you know what i mean like that like kind of roles do you did you assign that or how did you guys work that out so that is very i'm glad you brought that up that is very 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 essential to a partnership 
that you assign roles because what we found out me and her we both were doing the same thing or she might have been doing something i didn't know about and we're constantly stepping on each other's toes is what i like to say in a partnership it's it's a good idea to find out what each other's strength is maddie's great at marketing that's her go-to that's what she's good at doing and i'm very good at the organizational operational side because of our background she comes from a job that required her to be great at marketing and going on this list and people and i come from a background the role i was in it was more organizational corporate type so we take each other's strengths and we play off that so anything geared towards marketing that goes under maddie's umbrella anything that goes under organizational that goes under finance that goes under my umbrella now we both are very smart so sometimes we cross paths if i feel like she's overwhelmed or, or vice versa and i can jump in and help her and say hey maddie what do you need help with how can i assist you and vice versa and that's how we stay focused and we stay aligned and we stay on the same page and also in a partnership it's good you don't have to know everything but it's still kind of good to know the know-how god forsake maddie decides to go on a six-month cruise <laughs> and leave me running the ship i still kind of like to know where you know at least if i had to go i'll still know where to go to get stuff so that is very important not, not also in the business but in the partnership like marriages and relationships to that play your role and respect that person's role because it can take you a lot farther when you guys do it together and you understand your positions. It's like the basketball team. Everybody has their own position. Play it and play yeah. it well and then you'll work out the best as a team. Yeah. It's so true. I think of, you know, what I always tell my students, beauty business owners to, you know, you should know sales and marketing is the lifeblood of your business. If you don't have consistent clients coming in, then you're not going to have a business. You can have the greatest skills, but you're not going to have a business. So you should know enough about it because people always say, oh, I'm just going to hire a marketing agent. I'm going to hire, you know, which is just like giving over your baby and just, yeah. you know, fingers crossed, hoping for the best. And I, you, you need to know enough to know, is this good? Is this the right direction? You know, that type of thing. And then one thing just to touch on what you were just saying, Takia, is I also with our I have virtual assistants in our team. And I like to have them kind of cross, you know, do each other's job. Like, you know, one will focus mostly on the podcast. Rhea does that and Denise will do, you know, she has her specialties, you know, they each have their things. But every now and then I like to say, can you do this? You know, throw it to somebody else because there's times when, like you said, like, you know, right now Denise is sick. And so, you know, there's just times where things, people are down. And so you need to have like an idea of the behind the scenes. So you're not stuck like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? She always did all of that, you know? Right. And we see that in relationships too. You know, I always say, I give my mom a hard time because she just lets my dad do all the finances. And I'm like, when something happens, yeah. you know, what, you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So Maddie, did you want to add something there? No, I think that would, I think Takia did touch base on it, but I, I do, yeah, I do believe strongly in understanding each other's roles, respecting each other's roles, and then just also understanding each other as individuals. The better you understand individuals uh, or each other, the easier it is to understand how we perceive things and also receive things. So like she'll come to me a certain way and I might react differently depending on how she comes. And I know how to react with her. Like I know when to talk to her, what times are good to her. Like I know how to approach her when I do have issues, et cetera, et cetera. And we both, I would say too, before we come to each other, we both preach like overthink what you're about to come to me with. Make sure that what you're coming with isn't just an emotion, that it's actually a valid issue. Because a lot of times I'll think like, I'll be in my head for a minute and then I'll be like, I'll reevaluate what I'm thinking. And I'll be like, oh, actually, you know what? I'm overthinking it because X, Y, Z, 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 Z. 
And then you'll realize like, if you actually sit down and think about it before you even bring up the issue, it was never even an issue. It's just how you perceived it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a whole nother level of emotional IQ and you know what I mean? And really like self-development. Like, I think that comes from just going through things. Like, you know what I mean? Like the more you go through, the more you're just like, oh, that's small potatoes. Right. Because, you know, you just, you've been through other things. And so you just have a deeper understanding. And so then you, you can get on the same playing with somebody. So that's, that's why I always say partnerships are not for everyone. It just like entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. There's a lot of self growth that happens, you know, when you are, especially the face of the business type of thing. That's probably one of the most important things that I didn't even realize when I first started, it just kind of stumbled into it because I realized, okay, we're needing help in this area. How do we find this help? And the help was always mental. It was always leading back to the mental and the heart, the mind and the heart. It always led back to it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It's like they say, you know, 80% mental, 20% strategy. So then, and, and there's got to be, you know, a learning curve, obviously. You know, six years out now, six years in, you've worked some kinks out. You figured some things out, right? But I want to touch on, just to go back to, Maddie, you had the business, because I know with our audience, we're usually focusing on just overall beauty business growth, but also marketing and mindset, just all the things. But you had success you said i think at year two you were already in what were you doing marketing wise people always want to know what for you was really do you think would led to that early on success okay so the i would say the number one thing was i wasn't scared what people thought of me i was putting my work out there even though it was not what i thought was great but hold on hold on <laughs> say it again just say it again for the people in the back start with that very first sentence i did not care what anybody thought i just put my work out there yes okay keep going today but i did not care thank um, you was to make money and i knew in order for me to make money i had to put my face out there i had to get out there not even my face just in general the work whatever it was so i showed up in facebook I showed up to all my friends. I worked for free on people just so they would tell their friends and family about me because I realized if you made other people happy, they would try to make you happy, which means they're, they're screaming and shouting about you. So that was one thing I did. I did five people for free. I started off with discounts just because I wanted people to talk about me. I was on Facebook. I opened up Instagram. I was everywhere and I posted every single day. Not a day went by that I did not post because I had time. I wasn't fighting for time like I'm fighting for now. I had the time. All I did was wake up and say, how can I get customers in today? How can I get customers? The only way you can get customers is by saying hi to them every day. So I just posted my work every day, three times a day, morning, afternoon, night, morning, afternoon, night, and then responding and then responding until I built up the pipeline. And then another thing I would say is always remember to treat people how you want to be treated. I never till this day think I'm too good for anybody. I do the best that I can and I try to serve my people as best as I can. And I did that naturally even when I first started. I never was like, no DMs, no this, no that. Eh, 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 eh. I was like, grateful. You want to show up? You have previous work done? Even if I couldn't, I accepted them. Hey, DM me. Let me talk to you. Let me see how I can help you. It was never no, 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 no. It was always yes, 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 yes. Come to me even if I can't help you. 
Yes, come with an attitude of yes. We're going to make that the quote of this. That we're going to have a few quotes, but you know that first one is going to be quoted. You were not afraid of what people were thinking. Yes, it is so true. Like these strangers on the internet are not paying your bills. They are not. And you know you are here to help people. You have to get out there and be seen. So so good. Takia, take off from there. What what were you what were you doing to get your business going and and also because I think, you know, I would say, did, do you think a lot of people knew about intimate waxing or, or, or bleaching and all of that stuff? I mean, they Absolutely. knew about waxing, but they didn't know about bleaching and all of that, right? Right. So just like Maddie, I came from, like, I didn't know anything. Like, I was new to the beauty industry. Anything I knew how to do my sister's makeup and my friends. That's it. So I did the same thing. I will show up every day and I would just post. I will go and create a page. I will post, like, ads. I was doing, like, at that time, I was focused on lashes. So I, I can say this, that I tell the girls to find one thing that you're great at and focus on marking yourself on that, and then you can grow from there. So yeah. lashes and facials led me to intimate bleaching. So now I'm like the queen of intimate bleaching. But yeah. I focused on that to build the following and build the clientele and gave the best quality work at the time I could. I look back at those pictures like, oh, my God. But still, I put myself out there. And I would do that. I would do the same. I would wake up. I was doing Craigslist. I was doing Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, anything I can think of. Uh, Maddie had already been in the field prior to me meeting her. So she would tell me like stuff to post. I would go to the mall. I would pass out flyers. I would tell friends. I mean, anything I can do to get clients. I also did something. They call them ambassadors. I didn't know what ambassadors were at the time. But I was like, you know, let me think of a way and that to utilize what I'm great at. I'm great at with communicating with people like outside in my, in my world, kind of like a socialite. So I was like, I'm going to use some of these people I know who are like DJs and club promoters who are dealing with people who are like on the radio. Let me offer them the service for free. Yeah. So I did that and I was offering free facials. And during that, we got on the radio, which is a major radio station here in Orlando, Ricky Padilla, for free. All by us, just all, me offering a service and doing his facial for free. And that led me to, I was like, you know, constantly doing it over and over. And every time I would do this, I was getting 20 and 30 customers and followers and just continue to do that. And we still, me and Maddie both, we still do that to this day. We never yeah. stop promoting and using influencers and using like ambassadors and stuff like that to help build our brand. As far as intimate bleaching, that kind of happened by accident. Me and Maddie laugh. We say it literally happened by accident. We were not searching and doing any research on bleaching. We actually had, it was one of Maddie's clients. She was doing her brows one day. And she said to her, and we were all sitting around, she was like, you know, you guys should offer intimate bleaching. We're like, what's that? She was like, you know, like it's a thing where people want to bleach their intimate areas. And I'm like, bleach your intimate areas, but why would they do that? Like, you know, we're like, <laughs> you're like, you know what? Wow, that's, that's a good idea. Like, okay, so I did my research. I found someone who offered the course at the time and I signed up with just an online course with like instructions. And I actually practiced on Maddie. <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> Maddie was my guinea pig. I post, I did Maddie and, you know, I saw the results. I'm like, whoa, this is great. Like, you know what I mean? to tell me that women who suffer from like hyperpigmentations in their intimate areas, like armpits, elbows, inner thighs, I got a solution. Especially been in the world of aesthetics. If you're a waxer, you know, you come across that firsthand. Yeah. So I did that and then I did a post. So after I did it and I thought it was great, I did my first post on Instagram, trying to promote it and explaining what the procedures was and who was a good candidate for it. Within 24 hours of that post, I had 14,000 views and 14,000 views and like 160 something inboxes of women crying for help. Like, oh my God, I've been yes. looking for someone to do this. This is great. I can't find anyone. And I was like, 
oh my god we have something great and i was so happy because like you know me and maddie both were all about help that's one of our from day one that's how we were partnered to help other women so when we found out we had fat we were like this is the green light like let's go so from there we decided to develop our own intimate lightning cream because at the time uh, we were using someone else's and me and maddie were in for the everything we want to be the manufacturer we want to be the, the coaches the mentor everything so we were like let's start trying to think about creating our own intimate lightning cream so from there COVID actually during the pandemic it actually served me and her justice uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but it cost us a lot of downtime to build our business and work on things like that. Uh-huh. And within that time we were down, we had already had it for the most part, but it really it took, it's elevated us a lot. It like sped up the process. So we developed our own Jean Beauty Intimate Lightning Cream that we actually sell online too as well. And those can be used topical and with the procedure. So super excited about that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Oh man. Okay. I get excited. I love that so much because I'm just going to pull out some nuggets that you said. Yeah. So a few things and I just, just forgot one of them. So we'll, we'll come back to it. But I love, I always think of like the, the rich niche. What is your rich niche, right? You know, people say niche, niche, you know, whatever, but where's the money, right? Follow that money train. And, oh, I wanted to come back to that. First, I wanted to talk about before we get to the rich niche, I want to talk about the collaborations. You should always be collaborating. So I love that you did the, you know, reaching out to radio stations. You never know if somebody knows somebody. And I I was just talking to my students about this yesterday that because we were just talking about collaborations and I was saying that collaborations lead to more collaborations. Mm -hmm. People see, oh, you're collaborating. You know, that's how Maddie reached out to me. And we're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, well, let's do something together. Like people see, oh, you guys are working together. Okay, that works. And you never know. It could just be just a one-off where we just come together for an Instagram live. It could be where we are, you know, affiliates for each other's, you know, products and classes and courses. And it could be so many things you never know what something might lead to. So I love that you just put yourself out there for the radio stations and you continue to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know that it works. Because sometimes people think like they do something early on and then they kind of, you know, I don't want to say they rest on their laurels, but they're just like, you know, it's, it's, it's good. And so it just keeps going. They don't go back to what was the thing that was really, you know, really jamming. And I love that you continue to do it. So I wanted to just highlight that and cause, you know, cause on the podcast, sometimes people are multitasking. So they're walking the dog and doing all the things. So Mm -hmm. I just want to bring that home. That was so good. And then also finding that rich niche and just going for, and really specializing in something that, you know, a lot of people aren't doing. And I really have to give you a shout out because your Instagram, you're very creative at like, cause that can be tricky to post about. <laughs> yes. That's another topic. Very, it's very tricky. You know how Instagram is, you can't post anything. So after getting my page like flagged several times and pictures constantly taken down, I found the way that it works for creativity, like, like not exposing too much. So you kind of yeah. get the message, but it works great. It does. That's my little go-to with the little pictures as you've seen of how to post it yeah. without giving away too much without Instagram, like delete. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's eye catching too, because you know, you see somebody's legs up, you're like, wait, hold up. What, right. <laughs> <laughs> what is this post? It is so good. I love and And you know, again, let me just say, somebody would be like, oh, well, this is so hard to talk about or post about, or, you know, I can't, 
and they can look for excuses why they can't, or they can say, how can I, or what if right. it does work out? What if it's wildly successful? Because we sometimes we go to the what ifs, like what if I, my whole account gets shut down? But you're like, well, what if, what if we did it this way? And what if it's crazy pants and exciting, right? So, so much goodness. I love that. Okay, so I want to just kind of talk about, it seems like you guys are pretty much aligned in your vision, but like what if you have different visions? Are you still have your own entities or is it all just one? I will say we're pretty aligned in our visions because we both are in it for the long run. So we both have our own identities per se, but we're, we're slowly trying to bring both of our identities into one because we believe we can reach more people that way. We also believe we're stronger together than separate. So because we have so much going on together, she still specializes in the skincare and the intimate bleaching. I still specialize in the permanent makeup. She trains in the intimate bleaching and the skincare and I train in the permanent makeup. So we both still do that. But the end goal of where we're actually trying to go is more on being able to liberate other women who want to be in the beauty industry and train them into specific services and businesses so that they can achieve the success that they want. So that's our goal. So right now we are actually launching our first ever online course for intimate bleaching to teach other women how to intimate bleach because there's not that many people doing it. And then the people who are doing it aren't great at it. So we want to share that with them because it's a way that they can definitely enhance their income quickly, effectively, safely, and also help other women who are struggling with it because a lot of people don't talk about it. So together, our vision is always aligned. Even if we have different visions, we will talk about it. That way we stay aligned because we need each other full force. Like, so we both know, even though I'm training permanent makeup and I'm teaching that and she's teaching the skincare and the intimate bleaching, and then we have the intimate bleaching cream, which is the product line. We both still are on the end goal of we're trying to liberate women who are feeling suppressed. That's our actual goal. You feel suppressed. We have a solution. Let's get you out. Whether it's yeah. working on your mind, whether it's working on creating a business, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, our end goal of where we're both getting to and building to, which is why we created Pretty Mobile, is to liberate women from the suppressed feelings that they feel and actually show them they can make it, that they can make an income for themselves and that they're better than they ever thought they were. That's the end goal that we're looking for. We're both aligned with that. So that's our yeah. goal. Like that's where we're shooting for. Yep. Yep. And Booty Bombardier says, yes, success attracts success. It's so true. And you probably have read Think and Grow Rich, you yeah. know, any of those books. And they talk about the power of a mastermind, like the idea of bringing these ideas together. You know, and I see so many times like beauty entrepreneurs, they're just solo entrepreneurs, right? And so it's hard to think outside of the box until you get in community where you see other people doing things or you're getting that accountability where you're getting, you know, somebody's holding you to a higher standard. Somebody's believing in you because at night you can just get in your own thoughts of like, yeah. you know, uh, why, why, what's wrong with me? 
You know what I mean? Like people can do that. What's wrong? Like the business, it's not just like something's like, it's not just a slow economy or something like that. People are like, oh, well, what's wrong with me? Because social can be like everybody else looks like, you know, you're seeing their highlight reel and then they can be in their own head like, oh, it's just all me, you know? So I love that, just the power of that mastermind and getting together and having that similar vision is so good. And so what piece of advice would you give, and I'll go to Takia to start, what piece of advice would you give to someone that feels like maybe they're struggling or maybe the advice that you wish you would have had when you were first starting out? For me, the best advice I can give with overcoming the fear. So many of us, when we're taking on new journeys and we're trying new things in life, it's the fear that sets in. If you can accept the fact that fear is okay to have but be able to overcome it you can do anything you can do anything it's just that that's the normal one reason i feel that what holds an individual back up i can't do it what if i did this what if i'm not great enough what if i don't post the right picture what if they don't like this when you can put in your mind that that's just uh whatever you want to call it that other person talking in your head to say get away from me you're out of here that doesn't exist and not to say you can't be fearful like I, I get nervous. I get my fear sets in with me and Maddie too, but we know that it's just temporarily and you can get over it. You can, you can surpass it. So putting aside the fear and once you do that, have the faith. Okay. And do the work because the biggest thing is, Oh, I, I put aside the fear and I have faith. Okay. Well you have to do the work. It's okay to have the faith. Yeah. But you have to put the work in what you put in is what you put out. So if you give half to your business, then you're going to get half results. So those are the key things with the fear, the faith, and doing the work. And everything else will come to existence. And also manifestation. Manifest the things and speak into life the things that you want. I cannot stress this to more people. I've manifested my life by accident. I felt, well, now I know it's not by accident, but I will speak positive affirmations to myself all the time. Not even knowing what I'm doing 10 years ago when I first realized, wow, this really works. Like, it really works because you're telling your brain you're capable of doing it and just do it. Just do it. We can think of a thousand excuses. Somebody's going to have an excuse worse than yours. Just do it. Stay focused. Be consistent. Have faith. Don't let fear sit in and sky is the limit. You got all the emojis on that. You got the hearts, you got the 100% you got the fire. So good. Yeah. I heard once and I just love it. It's fear and faith are both beliefs in something in the future outcome that we don't know. But fear is believing that it's going to be a negative outcome. And faith is believing it's going to be a positive outcome. Either way, we don't know the outcome. It's a future outcome. But it's just whether you believe negative or positive, right? But then you followed it up with the work. You've got to put in the work. You got to put the work in. You have to do the work. It, it, yeah. it goes, you have to put the work in. That's, that's the most important thing, putting the work in. Yeah. Maddie, was there a piece of advice that you wish you would have, like, what would you tell your younger you? It seems like you were a pretty good go-getter. I don't know that you would, you were pretty spicy from the start, but is there anything that you would say or wish you would have known? Okay, definitely piggybacking off of Takia in a sense, definitely overcoming the fear. Here's a piece of advice I wish I would have known sooner. Because when I first got into business, my number one thing was I want to make money to provide for my family. So my main goal was making money. But what I found was if your main goal is to serve your people and to find a solution for your people that actually helps them, I didn't realize I was helping people. 
even though that's what I was doing, I didn't realize the magnitude of how much I was trying to help them. So I wanted to learn permanent makeup because I was like, oh, this is a great industry. I knew I could give, do them good work, right? But I could have just taken one training class and been average. But I knew, I was like, no, I want to give them the best. I want to be the best. I want to give my clients the best service. So me having that subconsciously and just naturally wanting to do the best work for them paid off because my goal wasn't, oh, I just want to do eyebrows for them and just make money off of it. My goal was I want to give them the best work. This also happened in our beauty cream. We realized that the bleaching cream, the Dijin Beauty bleaching cream that we, the intimate bleaching cream that we've created, the reason why we started it was because all the other ones that were out there that were the same as ours, or not the same, but like similar to ours, intimate bleaching, was very high priced. We're talking $60, $70 for one ounce. We were like, this is crazy. These girls aren't going to be able to afford this. Like the girls who really need help. Our main goal was, okay, let's find a solution where we can give them a great product, even better than the products we found for a less of a price. And we we went on a mission to find that and to and we created, we worked on it. But the funny thing is, we we didn't even know if we were going to make money off of it. And it just somehow blew up. We just first had our first thousand dollar day the other day off of the bleaching cream only. And we were like so ecstatic. But it was like we kept saying we're like it happened on accident. But no, it didn't. The main advice I want to say is if you serve your people and you always say, how can I serve my people at the highest level that I know how in this moment? So even if you just started, you can be the best you can for this day and the best you can for tomorrow and the best you can for the next day for your people. And the more you make your people happy and the more you show up and serve your people at the highest level that you know how in that moment, the more those people are going to serve you back. So I would say, learn how to get into a service servant mindset and think about that before you think about the money. And I promise you the money will come. Yes. Yeah. I think we can't remember if it was Jim Rowan said, if you'll just help enough people get what they want, then you'll get what you want. And, you know, Jim Rowan was Tony Robbins teacher, mentor. So I, I think he knew a few things. Business <laughs> <laughs> Once we understood it and I'm like, wow, it's so crazy. Cause we went into it just trying to support our families, but then we'd wanted to be better. And that actually, I feel like is what tipped us over to another notch. Mm -hmm. was learning like mm -hmm. always the customer always the client thinking of them not thinking of us even if it puts us into a a, a a little bit behind just because we're trying to do better for them because it actually still elevates you mm -hmm. yeah yeah and what's really in the, and it kind of goes with this theme here that we've been talking about and that requires getting out of your mind like getting out of like the me mentality and focusing on you know I, and I always say to my students that are like afraid to go on live or nervous and I say you have to get out of your head about worrying about getting all the words right and just speak from the heart about how you're going to serve them or what do they need to hear right and so if you can put the focus on like you said like you're saying put it on the client right that's really going to serve you really well so good so so good both of that I want to say that. something can I say something about that too about the being nervous about going online I think nope, a lot of times can't, what can't happens, say anything. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> I think I think what happens is people study other people and they try to mimic the other person they see. So what happens is you lose yourself. Mm -hmm. the, the best way when you go on and me and Maddie have two totally different styles. We do. But similar, but we have two different styles of how we communicate with our audience. 
if you can put in your mind that you want to reach the people who are like you who are like-minded of you you can never fail normally when people try to go out and replica somebody they saw or speak a certain kind of way it causes you to not come off as authentic so then the nervousness is coming in because you're trying to be like that person just be who you are i swear i say things that people probably wouldn't say and i'm okay with that because my audience loves that about me maddie's the same way she's over the top she's she's an expressive she talks with her hands and she's She's great at that. And her audience, they, they gravitate to her. So be yourself and be authentic. And that way the nervousness won't set in because I'm Takiya. I'm just Takiya. This is who I am. This is what you get. So there is no nervousness really when it comes to me being myself. So if, the, if your students and the people who are listening can take that, that'll help you so much whatever fear you're trying to overcome is just be authentic. Yeah, yeah. But just to also be real, that is level of growth, I think. Absolutely. Like that is a level of self-growth that you have yeah. achieved because not everybody is comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, you have mm -hmm. to be yourself, but you have to get to that point where you can be okay mm -hmm. with being yourself. And I think that is an evolution, but you know, if you, the faster you can get there, the gravy is going to come after that and the rewards are going to come because it's just so much better, so much easier, right? Like so it's, much easier. Yeah. <laughs> Who has a quote? Every, be yourself because everyone else is taken. There's somebody exactly. has that quote. <laughs> and that's what makes us so unique and special is us. And we're all, like she said, we're trying to be everybody else. The other day I was upset because, well, I wasn't upset at this, but I was upset because I'm like, look how people are. I have posted this reel the other day and I spelled the word you're wrong on the reel. It was Y-O-U-R and I forgot the E on it because usually when I'm texting people, I'm either putting a U and a R or just your. I'm not trying to be all perfect. Well, I talk to my community the same way I talk to my friends on text message. Everybody was like, you spelled you're wrong. You're not smart. I'm like, can you guys go back and read the message? Because the message was, I'm a perfect human. Humans are imperfect. That makes me perfect by not being perfect. Yeah, I mm -hmm. forgot the freaking E on the thing. That does not make me dumb. I'm still making money. I still know how to support my people. I still take care of my family and I still do great work. And I told him, I was like, my genius is something different. My genius might not be perfect handwriting. I know how to connect with people. I know how to communicate with people. And I know how to, I know how to speak from my heart mm -hmm. and say how I really feel. Mm -hmm. And I know how to share that. Just because I might not say the E on the end, that's okay. And I, I wanted to share that with people because I'm like, look at me. I could have sat there and let all those little comments affect me and be like, oh my God, I'm not going to post anymore because I spelled the word wrong. Who gives a shit? I spelled the right. word wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, you don't even want to see my stuff. I have more typos <laughs> and grammar mistakes. That's me. You don't even, I mean, but it is. It's it, true. It, I let that affect me though, or anybody, I would not show up ever. I was like, yeah. I'm up there and I'm going to do another one even worse. I'm going to spell the words even worse. <laughs> start messing with them now. Just start messing with them. I love it. Yeah, no, I, that is true. Like I always tell my students, like if you're looking for like perfectly polished videos and no typos, this is not the place to come. Exactly. But if you're looking for transformation and you're looking for business growth, then come on in, you know, exactly. I'll welcome you. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so true. Yeah. So let's talk because I want to be respectful of your time. Let's talk about what is exciting? Like what's coming up? What's firing you up? How they can find you? Anything like that? Let's talk about those parts. Pretty, P-R-E-T-T-Y, pretty, dash mogul.com. And it will be on Pretty Mogul, Instagram, 
Facebook and our, our bios as well, as well as we are also launching for those of you who have been using the intimate bleaching cream already. And this is for anybody they don't have to be professionals to buy the bleaching cream. We have some for professionals and we have some for consumers. We're also going to be launching our extra strength version as well. Oh, yes. And that's love it. Dot Dejean, D E J E A N beauty.com, or you can find us at Dejean Beauty on Facebook and Instagram as well. And it will be in our bio. That is so exciting. Congratulations. That's like, I know those are labors of love. I know that is nine months of, you know, carrying the baby, your morning sickness, yeah. all the stuff, the pains, the cravings, the, the moodiness. It's a combination. <laughs> we got to go by, back and find some of our bloopers because we have, we've had some moodiness. We have plenty of those. It gets more fun and more yeah, the bloopers are always the best. The bloopers yeah. are always the best. So, so good. Wow, it's so exciting. Yeah, I, I think there are just so many gems here in the interview. And what I love is that you're both strong women. You're both have a great mindset and vision and all of those things. And so it's so inspiring. But I also love that you come together because sometimes that can be challenging, right? Because when you have, you know, those type A personalities, but you found, like we said, we found your groove. And, it, you know, it sounds like, Takiya, you're kind of more on the, you know, kind of getting it done and organization. And then, you know, Maddie might be doing more front end, you know, so you have like your own positions and parts. And, and like we said, the, the power of not only the mastermind, but also more hands, more energy, you know, focused towards the goal is so inspiring. So for anybody that's been thinking about a partnership, you probably need to reach out to them to find out what their secret sauce is, because I think it's... Um, <laughs> what did you say i'm sorry i missed that part take a course on that yep partnerships <laughs> 101 lessons lessons learned so so good so any final parting words that you guys have or what brings you joy um serving serving our community brings us joy that's our that's our goal serving our community brings me so much joy to inspire help and motivate other women that brings that that's why I left corporate America because I did that for someone else and I'm living on my time and the way I want to do it. So that's that's that brings me every day when I wake up, I wake up, I pray and I meditate and I tell God I am here to serve, serve at the highest, highest level. That's my purpose. And that brings me so much joy. Yes. So good. Thanks. Maddie, any final? Yep. Same thing. We both have a morning routine, meditation, clear our mind, body, prayer to our God so we stay focused and that we tell him we're here to serve him which is his people and also remembering it's a win-win-win the more we can serve our people we will make more money too to support our families which in turn will help them lead their people and it's just a win-win-win so our clients win their clients win and we win and we all together win and that's what actually transforms communities so I would say same thing, just watching transformations in our communities is what gives me so much joy, like seeing and hearing the people literally tell me that their life has changed 
like it just gives me so much like it's what literally gives me excitement in the morning if i don't want to get out of bed the one thing i tell myself is someone needs you maddie wake up and show up and speak to them the way that you're speaking to yourself right now and i do it and that's what gets me out of bed all the feels all the feels i love it so much thanks ladies for being here thank you so much Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.